Welcome to the Richard Rance Show. This is Richard Rance. It is again Wednesday. How do the weeks just come one after another and the next thing you know, it's Wednesday again. Wednesday at five o'clock is the time that I record my show on Facebook Live and then it gets uploaded to the various podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Radio Public, and Google, and a couple of others through the wonderful Anchor Podcast uh, broadcast app, which anybody can use to download and propagate their podcast. And in fact, one of my favorite podcasters, Michael Moore, uses the same podcast platform to disseminate his podcast. So I am in a very distinguished company here. I just riff and rant about current events from my left-leaning perspective, but also with a very fact-checking, reality-based overview in which I check various sources and I am very attached to scientific method and following science, which is pretty much the best tool that we've had to analyze how to cope and deal and understand what goes on in our world. And it certainly has limitations and it has not explained everything. And so there is room for many other approaches to what is established science. But some approaches are evidently proven false by science and proven false by fact-checking. And so those I tend to discount. But a lot has been going on. And I was really struck on Tuesday when I tuned into my daily broadcast of Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman, which is essentially the best news broadcast available. It is a cavalcade of heroes for a large part, of heroes for progressive thought and progressive action to improve our lives, to address the inequities and inequalities in the world. And it's, it, it's truly inspiring, but it can also be very shocking because as she does very assiduously give a warning every time that a story coming up contains, as she puts it, graphic descriptions of police violence or other sorts of 
depictions that may cause various reactions that people may want to avoid when looking at news stories. She's very good about giving those, and those are sometimes referred to perhaps in a more critical tone as trigger warnings, and we hear often in a disparaging tone from opponents to people with sensitivities that they're being triggered. But triggering is a real issue and it does deserve to be treated in such a way as to warn people who may not want to relive traumatic events in their lives and in their consciousness. In any case, I was watching, I don't get easily triggered, but I do feel sometimes some despair over what's going on in the world. But what we need to do, and I don't want to give prescriptions, but it is true that through joint activism, the world can be made better and it has been made better. And activists and popular uprisings and popular activism has made situations so much better in many places, has overturned authoritarian regimes in various areas of the world. And it does not always bring long lasting relief and sometimes the societies are plunged back into negative situations. Russia might be one because we, we remember that when Boris Yeltsin was forced by circumstances in the country, massive demonstrations that were brought about by the gradual collapse of the illusion that the Soviet Union could actually provide a decent life for its citizens and those citizens rose up and Boris Yeltsin stepped aside and hopes were high that they would have a democracy and then instead they got a pseudo democracy and now you have Putin in charge over there and that's uh, Trump's boss and one of the so-called, our so-called president's most admired, uh, admired, I hesitate to call him a leader, but uh, he is, he's a strong, strong man leader. And that is the kind of leader that our president claimed president, not my president wants to be. And there he is denying science again he said, I, well, I don't think science knows, actually, in the conversation with Wade Crawford, who's the Natural Resources Secretary of California, who basically talks about how science does basically demonstrate that we have a terrible global warming situation. The last 10 years have been the hottest years on record each year hotter than the last. The fire season in California becomes worse every year to historic levels, while Trump says they should rake the leaves. Now, fire management ha has been deficient 
But it can also be pointed out accurately that most of the forests in California are actually federal land. So it's federal forest management that is deficient, but that is not the reason for the massive scale of the wildfires. It is a result of global warming, which has brought on long lasting drought in these areas. And fire management could help, better fire management could help to reduce the scale of these fires. But overall, the reason is the increasing heat and dryness in Northern California and now spread up to Oregon and Washington. That's our world. So yeah, Tuesday on Democracy Now! That was the first story. Then uh, the world's largest vaccine maker located in India, by the way, Serum Institute of India told the Financial Times that it may take up to five years to vaccinate everyone in the world if it is a two-dose vaccine, which it may well be. It's going to be a long haul, folks, a long haul. And once again, scientific overwhelming consensus is that this will be a long-lasting pandemic. And... We're in it, and we're in it for, what, six, seven months now, and it's going to be a little bit longer. It's going to be perhaps a lot longer. And, you know, some some epidemics, you know, never ended, and no vaccine was found. So that's a possibility. HIV, for instance, well, that's been with us a long time. Now they found some good treatments. They never found a vaccine, and it's still there. So people take protective measures against it. They get tested. There's contact tracing. These are all, as you well know, if you're a regular listener or if you're just a believer in science, that these are well-known best practices to fight a pandemic. And it's going to be with us for a while. It's not just going to go away, as um, the so-called president of the U.S. keeps saying. But hopefully we will get a vaccine that actually works and that hasn't just been rushed through the CDC. That's no help when we have the anti-vaxxers talking about how unsafe vaccines are, according to them. In fact, vaccines are a proven medical technology that have been used now for over 100 years that have saved and continue to save millions of lives. And even now, our hopes are pinned on a vaccine. Uh, I'll be getting my flu shot next week. I would have already gotten it normally, but because of many of us, I am also uh, have lost my health care, which is also a result of the unfortunate situation in this ultra-capitalistic dog-eat-dog society that we have that unlike other civilized um, advanced, relatively prosperous countries in the world that have national health care plan because they value every person's health in their country, this country does not. This country does not value every person's health, and therefore we do not have a national health plan. That is something that Bernie Sanders was pushing for, in his campaigns, and 
has moved the Overton window over so that now that is actually just about a mainstream proposal that what do you know we should join the other advanced nations advanced nations who actually are prosperous enough to do so which the u.s certainly is as the wealthiest nation in the world to cover all of their citizens and to follow science would be great like many other countries in the world who have accepted the science about this pandemic and addressed it appropriately, and who therefore did not take as big of a economic hit as the United States and have managed to reduce the number of COVID infections to the point where they can safely reopen businesses and schools. But we have not reached that point because the administration here, on top of the fact that we already don't have a national health care plan, the administration downplayed, led by that villain um, in the White House, downplayed this. And in the last week, Bob Woodward re released his book in which, and released the recordings, in which back in January, Woodward was speaking with the so-called president and the president acknowledged that he knew how serious, acknowledged to this reporter, Bob Woodward, a reporter famous for bringing down a president, President Nixon. You can see all the president's men, famous movie about it. They were uh, Woodward and Bernstein. Quick historical review was working for the Washington Post, and they were the ones who got the information about the cover-up perpetrated by Nixon administration, and one thing led to another, and Nixon resigned before being impeached. Those were the good old days, in a way, where actually the president maybe had had an iota of shame, unlike this uh, current um, so-called occupants of the White House. Well, he said to Bob Woodward, yeah, the thing is a killer, and I'm not going to imitate his voice. If it gets you, if you're the wrong person, you don't have a chance. So this rips you apart. It's the plague, he said. Meanwhile, at the same time, for a couple of months after that, this same orange maniac, egomaniac, in the White House was coming on and tweeting and coming on shows, downplaying the seriousness of the pandemic, setting people up to die, responsible for deaths. This so-called president is a criminal against humanity and should be tried as such. He's guilty of manslaughter. If you look up the definition, two different definitions, either causing deaths through their actions or causing deaths through their inactions, and he did both. The action was telling people, it's okay, you don't have to wear masks, you don't have to social distance. He still says this pretty much. Yeah, don't worry about it, it's no big deal, it's like the flu, it's no worse than the flu, etc. These were falsehoods, and he knew it. But people who believed him went ahead and did that and put themselves in danger as uh, one woman who spoke at the Democratic inauguration of Joseph Biden 
who needs to be the next president at this point. He is the only viable alternative to get Trump out of the White House. And he has Bernie Sanders standing right by his side. He's working with Bernie Sanders to craft his policies. He's got our revolution, Bernie Sanders movement behind him. Those who realize that this is our chance, that Biden is listening, will listen, has been listening. The Democratic platform is the most progressive platform of a major party in history. And we'll get more progressive as long as we keep pushing him. That's the key. Keep pushing him. And we are. That's our hope. Because if Trump wins the election by hook or crook, and he'll try both, then the iron boot will come down and we may not have another chance. And that could be, and I'm not exaggerating, the end of our democracy, which flawed as it is, is still better than an autocracy that Trump wants. Another thing that Trump bragged about to Bob Woodward, and this was outlined in Rumble with Michael Moore's podcast, Trump bragged to Bob Woodward that he saved Mohammed bin Salman's ass. Yeah, he saved his ass. Trump's words. From Congress. After he ordered the hit on Washington Post columnist Khashoggi, ordered the hit. And this columnist working for a major U.S. paper was assassinated, killed inside the Saudi embassy in, was it Berlin, I believe? No, it was in Czechoslovakia, Poland. Khashoggi was murdered inside the Saudi embassy. And then his body was trigger warning, chopped up with a bone saw by a Saudi hit squad. Hmm, Saudi squad. Does it sound familiar? Because we just had the 19th anniversary of 9-11, and 9-11 was an incident, a terrorist operation run by Saudi, and... 15 of the hijackers were Saudi, from Saudi Arabia. And these hijackers from Saudi Arabia, well, we know they flew planes into the World Trade Center and to the Pentagon. Another one went down um, in Ohio, I believe, uh, after, after some... Uh, Heroic passengers stood up to the, to the hijackers, and maybe that one was headed for the White House. We don't know. And 3,000 people died. 76 times as many people have died from the coronavirus now in the United States and growing, largely because of the negative actions, not just the inaction, but 
the proactive efforts of the Trump administration that wound up making it much worse than it needed to be and to the point where it still is bad. Yes, 76 9-11s have been caused by that. Well, on 9-11, Bush saved the Saudis' ass, to use once again the president, so-called president's language. He and his father colluded with the Saudis in business, and when all of the planes in the country were grounded, members of the Saudi royal family and Osama bin Laden's family were allowed to leave the country before the FBI could have a chance to investigate because the Bushes protected the Saudis because of business relationships. Does that sound familiar? Because Bush is also, Trump is also protecting the Saudis because of business relationships. And as Michael Moore points out, if it, the hijackers had been from any other country, the headlines wouldn't have said Muslim extremists. They would have said Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabian terrorists perpetrated this act. As Michael Moore said, what if they had been Iranian? Do you think the headlines would have just said, oh, this is a Muslim extremist? No. Uh, you know, instead of, <laughs> instead of troops heading to Afghanistan, they would have been headed to Iran if that had been the case. What if they had been Chinese, he said. Would we have said, oh, well, no. People would have said this is a Chinese operation. But because the Saudis are the wealthy business partners of especially the Republican elite class, but also of just generally the fossil fuel industry, because it's the Saudis that were involved, they pretty much get off the hook and they're still considered allies. And while Trump may, he always takes both sides of the issues, while he may say that he's against war, meanwhile, and he may say that on occasion that he doesn't think that the military should be funded, just approved the biggest military funding always, each one is the biggest one in history because if there's one thing that can be relied upon in every single US budget, it's that the military budget is going to increase no matter who's in charge because that is the military industrial complex that has immense power. And the Pentagon, as I've mentioned before, is an unaudited agency that has enormous graft, which is not looked into and which receives more money than the next 10 military budgets in the world. So if you added up the Russian, the Chinese, the Germans, the French, the Australians, every single one, they would be less than the US military budget altogether. Yes, we could budget at least half. We could cut that in half and it's so incredibly enormous what is it up to? It's definitely over a trillion a year. It may be two trillion, trillion with a TR. And if we cut that in half, you know, they keep, they keep saying, oh, we don't have the money to pay 
for Medicare for all? Yes, we do. And just the coronavirus relief packages have been approved, and most of those have, because of the immense corruption at top levels, have gone to, and again, this is unaudited, to big business in the United States, including the fossil fuel industry, which helped to create the conditions of global warming, that it will be too late. It's already too late on many levels, but it will be too late to avoid absolute catastrophe if we don't turn this around. And we're not going to turn it around if Donald Trump gets reelected. But we will have a chance to turn around if Joe Biden gets reelected. And you can look at his economic plan and you can look at his plan for the environment. And he is prepared to take proactive steps in that direction and will take even further proactive steps if we keep pushing him. And Bernie Sanders is right there next to him. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, authors of the Green Deal, are right there. And as it is on the, on the platform, is $15 minimum wage throughout the country, long overdue, good place to start. Increased college education for everyone in the country. Many other important initiatives such as, let, let's look at some of them. Um, create millions of jobs, rebuilding America, make public colleges tuition free. We've got a bold plan in place, a detailed set of policy recommendations. They are, have a commitment to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. It's a start. We can be moved up. Eliminating carbon pollution from power plants by 2035. This goes beyond the status quo. You can look at an interesting article on Vox about what the plan entails. And it is impressive. These are the, whereas there's nothing like that on the, in fact, the Republicans didn't even bother to come up with a a plan or a platform. They just said, we agree with Trump because it's just a cult of personality on that side. And they're the party of the rich and the racists. Not that, and there are some rich people who are Democrats. And thank you, Mike Bloomberg, who used to be a Republican, but now he's a Democrat. And although I'm glad he's not the presidential nominee, he is helping out. He just pledged $100 million to help uh, the Biden campaign campaign in Florida, which is all important because essentially if Biden wins Florida, he's going to win the election. Uh, if he loses, he still has a chance. And this is based on our, on our very flawed election system, which depends on delegates from each state, certain number instead of depending on the popular vote. But unfortunately, that is the system that we have to work with right now. We can work on changing that in late, later, but for now we got to work with it. So that's what we've got to work with. Now, some other 
initiatives on on that plan include on the economy public investment in infrastructure like America's roads and bridges encourage more publicly owned municipal broadband networks expand public and private caregiving jobs a public option plan administered by Medicare lowering the Medicare age to 60 well it's a start loading lowering it to 60 is a start you got to start somewhere I mean on, on the Trump side we've just got one nominee after all after another which who are either just cronies or just outright villains like this Michael Caputo who came on with a rant a, just a derailed rant on on Facebook last week 